welcome to another ORFA podcast in regards to issues that are impacting our industry. This week, we're going to take a look at the realities of the costs that are going to be associated with reopening and re-entering our buildings because uh, money is always one of those things that uh, crops into our world. So it'll be an interesting way that uh, we're going to be conducting business based on the re financial resources that we're going to have available to us. So we've broken 100 days of being locked down and uh, some recreation infrastructure is in fact uh, coming back to life. Uh, swimming pools and golf courses and marinas and such are all coming back to life and each one of the provinces and territories are in fact putting together plans on how they're going to be able to move forward. So the big thing is is that every region inside the province of Ontario is uh, def definitely taking a different approach in regards to the way that they are coming back to life. So we've got some areas like Windsor-Essex that uh, are lagging behind uh, based on the uh, number of COVID cases that they have. So they've been a little bit slower to uh, reactivate. So everything that we're talking about uh, may vary uh, from region to region. So make sure that you uh, take that into, uh, into account as we move along. Now, uh, the hot button topic this week is obviously Icerine is coming back to life because we've got swimming pools and parks um, that uh, are, are allowed to come into some form of operation. And then we've got the ongoing confusion in regards to can rinks open or not uh, based on the May 18th announcement of uh, elite uh, and high caliber figure skating be allowed back into rinks. Then we've got the whole numbers game going on in regards to uh, the province uh, raising the uh, the numbers of people that actually can get, get together in close proximity. And uh, then we've got the release from different uh, provincial sporting organizations that uh, have got everything pretty well aligned in regards to the way that they would like to conduct business when they're allowed to. And that's caused a little bit of confusion in regards to our members thinking that arenas, in fact, come back to life. Now, the construction um, businesses are, are allowed to uh, start up again, and, and we're going to focus on uh, the repairs of property and management services, and then ultimately cleaning and painting and pool maintenance are identified by the province in regards to things that are now acceptable. So that, that, that's good news um, as we try and figure things out. So when it comes to recreation, because of our diversity, uh, it's all over the map. And what individuals are trying to do is figure out how one recreational environment applies to another recreation environment. So as much as they're connected, we got to remind you that, in fact, um, they are uh, different. So uh, the province is, uh, is taking different approaches. Now, as we uh, look at reentering and reopening and putting everything in place, uh, be it signage or, or sneeze guards or all the rest of it. These uh, items, in fact, have got costs. Now, one of the things that I am hearing from the members on a regular basis is that uh, they are, they've got some pretty robust um, plans in place, but accessing the stuff that they need to be able to open uh, at times is a challenge. So uh, accessing the money to be able to purchase it, uh, seems to be within reach, but then finding a supplier of the wants and needs, in fact, uh, becomes a little bit more complicated as things move along. Now, as we go about uh, uh, putting things in place, as I suggested to you, we're going to have to potentially redesign some of our buildings to make sure that both workers and users are going to be safe and, and uh, not uh, have uh, an open contact uh, in regards to uh, 
uh, what's going on inside our buildings. So what we're going to have to take a look at is, uh, are they going to be permanent solutions? Meaning, are we going to make the investment uh, long term? Or is this something that we're just going to put in place, hoping that COVID-19 is going to disappear? So you know, the average practitioner will understand that if we do not heavily invest in in the administrative or the uh, the required controls then we've got an ongoing maintenance cost meaning that if we don't put the right stickers on the floor they're going to come off and then we're going to have staff um continually having to put them back in place or we're going to be presenting a building that looks like it's uh, not very well maintained as only a half a sticker is sitting there but then we sit back and say, well, do we make it an, a permanent marking by potentially using a good quality epoxy paint that's going to take a lot of floor scrubbing? Um, but then we then we sit back and say, well, what happens when COVID-19 disappears? So these are some of the mechanics that we're going to work through. Um, and, and then again, appreciated the cost of a sticker and the cost of uh, installing a professional epoxy type paint are going to have uh, two different uh, costs that are associated. So what we need to do is we need to figure out how we're going to eliminate some of these issues and are they going to be administrative controls? Administrative controls are usually very low cost, which means that the way that we're conducting business is uh, going to uh, be controlled by policy, maybe signage, that kind of stuff. So that would be an administrative control. And then we get into the uh, engineer controls, uh, which basically means that this is a long-term investment. So. Um, as we work through this, we would really appreciate hearing from you in regards to the way that you're tackling uh, most of the, uh, the most of the items that uh, are being discussed in uh, the way that public settings are going to operate. Now, lots of conversation in regards to uh, workers. Uh, per personal protective equipment. And if you recall, uh, the RFA put out a resource in 2016 talking about personal protective equipment. And we talk about it in Legal Awareness 1, uh, supervising in a recreation environment, the need and necessity to have the personal protective equipment that's identified obviously in the safety data sheets that are uh, attached to chemical use. And also in the owner's manual of the different pieces of equipment, where the, again, the confusion comes is that, uh, the employer must make it available, but nowhere in the act does it say that the employer has to pay for it. So these are one of the things that we're going to work our way through as we talk about the way that we're going to conduct business uh, moving forward. Now, what I would need to do as a facility manager is obviously take a look at uh, the, the risks and hazards and conduct an assessment and then determine uh, what personal protective equipment or the way that a worker can conduct themselves, i.e. wash their hands, that kind of good stuff, um, can be applied. So that's my responsibility as your fictitious manager is to evaluate the workplace, assess the risks that are potentially attached to uh, this new uh, challenge that we are uh, experiencing and then uh, work with you guys as, as frontline staff and how in fact we're going to approach it. Now for those that have taken Legal Awareness 1, you know we spent a little bit of time talking about the hierarchy of controls in regards to health and safety inside the workplace and how things are uh, designed uh, in respect to responsibilities uh, and the way that in fact we can uh, we can control some of the things that are inside our work environment. So um, in supervising uh, in, in the recreation environment, we emphasize the responsibility to protect the workers based on uh, the associated risk of the task that they have been uh, dealing with. Now, 
When it comes to COVID-19 and the introduction of what might be considered different personal protective equipment. So we've uh, put out some information in the COVID-19 toolbox that's on the website talking about masks. Um, we also need to consider when we're redesigning uh, our environments uh, to help control the flow of traffic, for example, inside the buildings, that we're not going to impact or affect any of the other uh, emergency services that are required inside the building. So uh, any safety controls we're putting in place for COVID-19 can impact uh, original uh, safety controls, uh, you know, emergency stops, uh, access uh, and egress uh, operations. So that kind of good stuff. And then we got to figure out uh, if we're expecting uh, workers to wear COVID-19 personal protective equipment, will it impact things like heat stress? So for those that work outside, uh, if we've got added personal protective equipment, then there's another evaluation that needs to, in fact, go about. Now, when it gets to our customer service areas, and that's who we are as recreation professionals, we're customer service specialists. Um, our role has always been to uh, interact with our users. I mean, we have been uh, educating uh, ORFA members forever on the importance to uh, have uh, ongoing contact with our users for many reasons. Um, so what we need to do now is rethink our entrances and exits. We gotta take a look at how we're going to deal with uh, those that supply goods and services and how we're gonna uh, interact with them, how we're gonna transfer goods and materials inside our buildings. And then we've gotta take a look at all the uh, auxiliary uh, resources that are inside our buildings. So the traditional desk and counters uh, areas, um, and then we have to take a look at, at uh, workers that are forced to have what we might consider to be close contact service uh, with our users. And then we start to look at uh, the other amenities uh, under the AODA, uh, making sure that we're providing the right services uh, for individuals with disabilities. And we need to take a look at that infrastructure. So there may be specialty doors and elevators as touch points that need to be given more consideration. And then we, uh, one of the last things most likely to come back to life in most recreation environments is the concession areas. So how we're going to provide food, uh, we're going to have the luxury of watching how restaurants do it, fast food and such. And, uh, you know, if you've been watching the media, you're seeing things like uh, restaurants are reducing the length of their menus and the items that they're providing um, for several reasons. One of them is that obviously it's going to allow for more efficiencies, but there's also a concern that by having a large inventory of food, uh, if in fact we go into a lockdown again, then we're going to be losing more money. So we'll have to figure out how things uh, are going to uh, progress in those areas as we, as we move along. Now, we've been uh, well on our way in the recreation industry of, of limiting uh, staff uh, contact with actual money. Um, so there are a few operations out there that still have the shoebox that collect for shinny or other open public skating events, but the majority have gone to uh, other ways of conducting business. So as a facility manager, we're going to have to take a look at investing uh, potentially into uh, money collection services such as debit or credit cards or online payment platforms. So as you design your re-entry and reopening, um, money is one of those things that is going to require a uh, review uh, in the way that uh, we have been conducting business in the past. 
So um, then we're going to have to uh, reconfirm with anybody that in fact is touching money the importance to um, adopt a, a very vigorous hand washing schedule. So it's not one of those things when you first come to work, when you wash your hands and when you leave, uh, there's going to have to be the opportunity for individuals to, to in fact wash their hands more often. So what we'll have to do is figure out uh, how technology is going to play a role as we move forward. Um, so we will be looking at things like voice activation or speakerphone options so that it creates those barriers. Now this is great, but every one of these uh, additions to uh, safety has a cost associated with them. Now vehicles is another one that uh, we've been watching interesting because work vehicles and recreation form an important part of the way that we conduct business, especially for those that have grounds um, responsibilities and have to move from one area to another. Um, and work vehicles, um, you know, in full disclosure in the recreation industry didn't always have a high priority in regards to cleaning and disinfection where now we know the importance of every time the vehicle coming back into the yard and switching users uh, that uh, there needs to be some form of cleaning and sanitization that goes on. Again, an additional cost. I mean, the cleaning and sanitizing of this type of equipment uh, does not come uh, free. Uh, another thing that facility managers are going to have to take a look at as part of their evaluation of how they conduct um, business moving forward is how can we limit uh, when maintenance is being done in our operations. Uh, we're going to have to take a look at off-peak hours. Uh, we're going to have to look at uh, non-traditional uh, times uh, for maintenance contractors potentially to come in so that there's a, a very limited opportunity for them to have contact with both uh, a lot of staff and our users at, uh, at, uh, uh, at those points of contact. And then we have to take a look at how they're going to maintain their equipment. So we may have to adjust our schedules, which means that we have to adjust staffing schedules. And then the rollback from there becomes, uh, you know, dealing with uh, worker relationships. If you've got a union contract, obviously, uh, there's going to have to be some negotiations as we move along. So interesting. Uh, we're going to have to take a look at uh, how we're going to offset these costs, because historically in recreation environments, uh, we've always been forced to uh, come up with ways to generate revenue anytime that we've added an expense to our operations. So we're going to have to take a look at the way that we've been conducting business and put together a revenue generation plan uh, that harmonizes with the additional costs. And with that comes a whole uh, list of things that are going to be uh, an issue. So a lot of the things that we've talked about uh, are what we might consider to be uh, hard costs. So when we talk about putting in the barriers or the signage, uh, these are ongoing costs and they are going to have to be treated the same as what we might uh, treat energy insurance and wages. Um, so they're going to, we're going to potentially have to have uh, an added budget line that identifies things that um, COVID-19 is going to demand. Uh, failing that, uh, if it gets lumped into the general maintenance upkeep of the building, uh, it might be uh, beneficial for facility management to in fact track uh, what might be considered untraditional costs associated with operating the facility. So when you get into the budget situation that you're very clear in regards to what it's been uh, costing uh, the building to come back to life and then maintain that level of uh, expertise. Now, 
in our business, uh, we always say that the facility budget is is fluid process. So um, this uh, tidal wave costs are going to require a strict focus, meaning that uh, we're going to have to figure out what the costs are and which ones are here to stay. And then what we have to do is determine who's going to pay for it. And we have a on a limited um, pond to fish into when it comes to revenue. So. Uh, in a municipal world, uh, we ha rely heavily on the taxpayer, but the taxpayer is going to be fatigued after COVID-19. So I wouldn't be putting a lot of stock in uh, the way that the uh, taxpayer is going to be excited. Uh, users are going to be under a lot of stress uh, in regards to trying to attract individuals back to their programs. So even our provincial sporting organizations they know that they've got an uphill battle in attracting individuals back to their programs for a multiple, uh, a multitude of, of reasonings. Um, we can take a look at the uh, the other services that we provide in recreation, but because of the diversity of the province, uh, it's not always going to work in every region. So uh, we've got individuals that may make uh, some good revenue off of concessions and advertising. Um, so these uh, other services that we provide above and beyond what we consider to be the core recreation services of ice or water uh, or uh, or floor space uh, are going to have to be evaluated. So uh, we remind you that back in 2018, we put out uh, several resources on revenue generation and they can be found in the administration section of the of the, the website that's available to you as a benefit of membership so one of the uh, documents we put out in 2018 ready shoot aim uh, recreation revenue generation evaluated uh, many of the things that we're talking about here uh, on this podcast uh, so long before we uh, uh, were dealing with COVID-19 we knew that revenue is going to be uh, uh, an issue as we move forward as a as an industry so even more now uh, as things move along so do we have a solution for you and regrettably we don't because uh, recreation is such a diverse animal um, however uh, what we do have is each other uh, the experiences that we uh, collectively experience uh, are uh, going to help us uh, get through this so Again, we appeal to you that uh, anything that you're doing that seems to have uh, positive uh, results or uh, even at times uh, the approaches that may not have been successful, if you can reach out to us and share uh, what's happening in your world so that we can better understand how you as the frontline practitioner are dealing with it, uh, then the more successful as an industry we're going to be. So that'll wrap this one up. Um, Revenues will be an important part of the way that we conduct business. Uh, and uh, we can only hope that uh, we're going to generate enough to ensure that uh, we can move forward. All right. So you stay safe out there and we'll chat real soon. Take care.